Sally and Susan are 47. 70, 80 years old. It's like, bro, you haven't been to school in 40 years. Of mm. course you don't know what's going on because the textbooks you read were wrong. When T-Rexes were around. Like, <laughs> textbooks good. back then were slavery was kind of okay. Like, <laughs> you're old. You don't get to relate. To <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei K. Back in another episode. Now my codes, but I'm with JRK, man. Keep that in there, though. That's low-key hard. Just put that on. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in there, though. That was hard. No, no, I got you. Okay, man. Yeah, man. How you doing, my boy? You know, man, I've seen I've seen better days. I've seen nicer seasons, but mm. we living. We what's, managing. What's new? What's happening? Um, Just a lot of life events that have happened this week. Mm. Um, school is school is schooling me right now. Just really busy trying to balance life, you know, but we, we managing right now. I feel it. I feel it. I yes, feel sir. It. Do you feel like you have a chance to like glow? Oh, not glow. To grow. Have been growing at a rapid rate recently since you've been like the C group leader, still oh, yeah. taking classes, yeah. applying to grad school, just yeah. doing a bunch of life. You, you feel know, me? This season that I'm in, I mean, I've been in this, this phase, but like this season for sure is how can I become more patient and how can I love harder when it's impossible? It feels like to love. What do what you mean by that? Like, for instance, like, oh, right now I'm working with kids at elementary school. Mm-hmm. And at first I was working with high school kids. And, you know, high schoolers are easy to talk to. They understand words. <laughs> yeah. They actually understand words. They can construct sentences. So it's like I can talk to you like a regular adult because you're pretty much a regular adult. Where with kids, it's you got to bend down. Y'all know I got bad knees. So that's <laughs> that's hard in itself. But more showing pictures, more taking time to like sit down and walk them through basic steps. Like to make friends, you shouldn't go sit on someone at recess. You should go say hi to them and actually talk to them. Like small things like that to to build friendships, to build relationships, to develop behaviors that are going to lead you better in life than kicking kids in the face because <laughs> you lost in soccer today. No, I feel that. I feel that. You know what? The mind of young folks is always so interesting because of I feel like they're tackling two dichotomies. Basically, should I just focus on myself? Yeah. Like, is this toy my toy or should I uh, behave in the betterment of everybody else? Should I share? Should I do things of that nature? And I feel like as a society, we're putting a lot on the heads of those that are supposed to like teach those. Yeah. Those people, those type of rules to be functional, to be functional in this type of society. And ah. I gotta thank motherfuckers like you, cause this, this is, it's a lot. It is, it is is a lot, bro. It is, Um, and that's where it's like, where it works to be patient and grow, cause like, the change that I really wanna see in the district I'm in is more people of color Mm. and power working as social workers, working as teachers, principals, counselors, cause like, there's really none. Like, I'm at a social work meeting, and there's about 100 people in there. Mm -hmm. 80 of them are white women, Mm -hmm. the rest of the people are are um men and then there's two men of color and i'm and one of them is me and i'm an intern so i don't even i don't even <laughs> you work don't even full count time so I, I barely count mm-hmm. so really one and a half so mm-hmm. it's like that's crazy and like we want to see change they're talking about i don't know how to relate to kids i don't know how to work with kids or work with these high schoolers because like times have changed where it's like i go to work i talk to these kids mm-hmm. i can make a TikTok with them I can relate to these kids because we're almost the same age. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Sally and Susan are 47. 70, 80 years old. <laughs> it's like, 
bro, you haven't been in school in 40 years. Of mm. course you don't know what's going on because the textbooks you read were wrong. When T-Rexes were around. Like, <laughs> the textbooks back then were slavery was kind of okay. Like, <laughs> you're old. You don't get to relate to us. Like, yeah, you no, know? I feel that. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. So just being patient with these kids and, like, praying that there's going to be more people of color and more men of color in these buildings because that's who really needs it. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, the father figure that you guys just just provide, just being yeah. there. Because one of the things I think uh, I don't know who said this, but it was like, yeah, no, kids won't disrespect the para or the social social so, the social worker, the teacher, stuff like that, if they know that they actually care. Because I feel no, like there's yeah. this disconnect with kids and their teacher, especially when it's like a black kid, yeah. especially a black a black boy, and some like white like a white woman that's teaching them all the things to be like how to. Let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. Um, with a lot of students, especially black students, they look at the prof- at the teachers as in all they're here to do is teach me this one thing. Mm-hmm. Where in context, with when it's like a black man or a black woman or whatever, um, there's a sense of this person actually cares about me succeeding in this in this world. Basically, kind of like the idea where they feel like if they're acting out, it's not going to actually like. They're going to get the attention that they're trying to get if they act out instead of them just sitting down, just like hyper focused on whatever there is trying to learn because they feel like the person that they're teaching them doesn't really care about them in the long run. No, yeah. Um, especially in the role that I was at the high school because like I've only been at the elementary school for like two or three weeks now. So mm-hmm. fairly new. I don't know. I'm still trying to understand what's going on. Yeah. But at the high school, like I can speak on like even when I was in high school or even in college now, like I've had white women yelling at me telling me what to do telling me when to turn stuff in my whole life Mm -hmm. so when i see a black guy not even a black guy a person of color a male of color telling me what to do i'm tuning in more because it's like i've never seen someone like you before Mm -hmm. so obviously your role here is somewhat of importance or like you have something new to offer Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. the white teachers or white professionals is like not saying you have nothing to offer but you have no new relevant information that i can really pick up on because Mm -hmm. You've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. You've been here for so long. You've been set up to succeed for so long. So, like, even me, as a social worker, they're like, I don't have that much wisdom. Okay. But, like, I have enough things that they can relate to that they can understand. And they can be like, okay, if he's doing this and getting through college right now, like, I can see with my own eyes. I can trust what he's saying with credibility because that's what I want to do and I look just like him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no, fast, fast. School... School isn't that hard when you actually have like a path to walk down, just to walk down on. No, yeah, because I've never seen anyone that looked like me. So like, I wanted to be that change. Like, mm-hmm. how did you start taking school seriously? Like when you were a youngin. I didn't take it seriously until my freshman year of college. <laughs> like, I mean, I got decent grades. I got good enough grades to make it to college because my parents were like on me about it. But like, mm-hmm. I didn't take it serious until. I saw how much like tuition was gonna be at some point. Oh wow! So I was like, the it's fact that I even had to pay to go to school, it's not I probably should lock in a little bit. It's not even high school for real no more. Oh yeah, high school was free. So like, <laughs> so how did it like? What made it click? Was it literally like you just saw the receipt for your school and you're like, you know, nah, nah, that's crazy. I heard they because I went to uh, Doherty Family College. Um, <laughs> so when I was I'm there, blur that out. But yeah. good to do. <laughs> okay, when I was there, um, I heard. If you, your first two years here, if you keep it strong, keep a good GPA, we'll pay for the last two years of your school. That's insane. <laughs> That's so locked. <laughs> I locked in, you know? I, I made sure I was serious about it. Like, I feel I, that. I'm not going for that, you know? So, 
it was it was really that like if I can go to school for my last two years for free, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that's possible. No, I feel that. I yeah. feel that. I feel that. So what did you see a lot of people like not take school seriously? No, it was just like. So was you just uh, you was just acting out for no reason? Not even acting up, but like <laughs> I did not the bare minimum, but I did enough. Cause mm. I was in Sims and like I didn't want to be an engineer. I found that out like my sophomore year. It okay. was an engineering program at Blaine. I didn't want to do engineering. I found that out my sophomore year, but it was too late. So you know when you're mad, you don't want to do something, you don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was doing the bare minimum in those classes. Like I could have been doing a lot better, but I was just like, I don't care anymore. I just want to get through it, and mm-hmm. I got done. But like my other classes that I cared about, like oh yeah, no, like public speaking, a classes that had to do with talking and communications or like caring for people, like a I'm good. But mm-hmm. Engineering, calculus, physics, uh, not really caring about those type of things. <laughs> Who, what was drawing you away from it? Did you just see no need for it, or what, what was it? I knew what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. Was, so even at a young age, yeah, you know, like, I'd rather I just like, help yeah, people. No, I'd rather just help people and be there for people. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, I like to say God blessed me with knowing what I wanted to do at a young age. And like, How did God put that in your path? I've always cared about people. Like At first, the reason why I did engineering was biomedical engineering. And mm-hmm. it was because I had people in my life that were war vets that needed legs, amputees, and stuff like that. So I want to be able to build those things for those people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't even the fact that you even, like, cared about building those things. It's more no. like you just wanted to help, I your, wanted your, to help your, your folks. Yeah, yeah, literally. And then I was like, I hate math. I don't want to do this anymore, so it's done. Then it was psychology and some form of social work because I wanted to help the people at my school or, like, black men in general be able to share their feelings and share what they want to talk about. So it was either social work or psychology. And I realized if you go to school for social work, or not so social work, psychology, it's kind of hard to like get a job because it's so broad. You, so need I was a, like, yeah, you need a master's if anything else. Exactly, yeah. so I was like, social work. I mean, you still need the master's, but like at least it's some title. And mm-hmm. like you have some weight to your name even if you don't get your master's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, I feel like a fairly easy choice. I was like, no, I'm gonna help someone someday. So like, mm-hmm. just let me know how I should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's like a overarching theme of trying to help people? Like, you notice when you fall short a lot easier when it is when in terms of helping others instead of like other aspects of your own life. What do you mean? Like, uh, for example, falling short. Um, you feel like the way your friends feel is indicative to how you should be feeling. Like it's I used to. Oh, I struggle with that bad. And oh, like, this so? was this was my life before Christ. Like, because I've always been wanting to help people, and I never knew where it came from. So, mm-hmm. like, when I finally understood where it came from, and it was a God-given gift, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But it was like, if my friends are not happy, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure they're good. Like, I'll give you the shirt off my back, anything you need. I'm gonna try to make sure I get for you. Like, I'm gonna make sure you're well fed, make sure you got food, make sure you have some form of entertainment. Just making sure you're like happy and you're smiling because mm-hmm. if you're not i'm not happy or i'm not smiling or i'm sacrificing everything to make sure you're good and like my parents will they'll laugh at this but like <laughs> i'm a very like when it comes to like giving money away very stingy but like time effort all that i'll give that away like quickly and yeah, i'll make sure yeah. everyone's good yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i don't even blame you because i feel like when you give people money it's like it seems like the easy way out, and There's it kind of no like value to it. Yeah, it detaches yeah. yourself from like the actual act of helping somebody else. Oh uh, yeah, like I'd stay up late just to talk, let you ramble, mm-hmm. just to make sure you're good and got it off your chest, rather than I'll go buy yourself a gift. Cause <laughs> it's not gonna make you happy. Like even then, I knew like money, money is nice, yeah, but it's not gonna buy you what you need. It never will. That never fulfill your heart. 
What 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 made that click? Now, God, yeah. God made that click easy. How so? Um, because I've had money. I've had a nice car. I've had nice shoes. Got rid of all my shoes. I mean, I still have my car. I need transportation, but like <laughs> the clothes, the shoes, all that stuff. Sold it. Got rid of it. Like I didn't. It didn't bring me no. What I took a couple pictures. It'll look good for a little bit. Now what? Some motherfucker swiped up. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, I feel it. Anytime I talk to God, anytime I listen to worship music, anytime I have a godly conversation, even like right now, mm. I'm happy. I'm at peace. My soul is like comfortable. Like I'm cozy. Okay. Yeah. And like with the shoes, I got to buy another pair. Or I got to get the new drop because they're out. Or phones, jewelry, stuff like that. I got to get a new phone. Or I got to keep, like, it's just you you playing up, catch up. Yeah, you got to play up. keep up with the Jones. And at some point, you're going to have everything, and you're still going to be missing something, mm. which is that peace that God can give you. And, mm. like, finding that, I was just like, yeah. I mean, look at the career path I'm choosing. No, I feel that. I'm not making millions doing social work. Like, I yeah. feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? Uh, that is one thing that I feel like I should look into myself more on. Yeah. Um, The idea of just trying to... Uh, collect everything because of personally you've seen like uh have you ever seen those like uh the marvel movie where it's like the collector mm-hmm. there's a guy that just like he goes around and he just collects things from all over the universe that he finds like nice mm-hmm. and doesn't even like he doesn't even interact with any of the things he's collected all he does he just he collects it and he puts it up mm-hmm. and i feel like for me my own self personally just the fact that i'm able to be like oh yeah no i did this i did that i did this while doing some random shit over here is more enjoyable than the actual feeling of me having that thing. And that's one thing that I feel like I'm, I've been working more on because of it gets to the point where it's like, this is just like wasteful is wasteful. And it like, it attracts not attracts, but it's, it's melts people down. It's just like small ideas, which is very harmful when you are interacting with people because like the multi-dimensional aspects of everybody that you hang out with and you talk to, there's always like so much that comes from people. Right. And as I go through, as I keep going through all these like mind exercises to like work on it, I find myself just like naturally rejecting it because of like the enjoyment that comes from it is enjoyable. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you pray about it or do you do mindful exercises? Because, like, collecting things is, like, more what you want mm. versus you praying about it and asking God, what do you need? Because, mm. mm. like, your nature, your flesh is going to want everything that's out there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. sitting down and asking God, like, what is the best way I can glorify you? Mm. What do I need to do that? Mm. And I feel like that'll eliminate the need or the desire for want, want, want all the time. Mm. And, like, it'll actually slow you down a lot more to just, like, I'm okay with what I have mm. because I have what I need. Mm. You know, that's, that's actually an interesting point because it's like w- if you remove the wants, right, mm-hmm. and now you're just sitting at peace, I feel like that only gets, that's only so enjoyable when, like, that's just something that you're just not thinking of anymore because of, like, the energy of trying to conquer all these new, like, tasks in life. It's, I wouldn't say it fills the void, but it's just, like, it's something to do because at the end of the day, there's really nothing much to do. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know because like, I feel like that peace never runs out. Well, I, I, I don't feel like I know that peace will never run out that mm. he gives me. Like this verse gets misquoted a lot. 
and I'm glad I can finally speak on it because the first time you had asked me about this verse, I sold. Don't pull up no videos. It's okay. But um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. Right? So that verse is, I can do mission impossible. That's how people view it, which is just wrong. It's, okay. It's, it's not about you, bro. Literally not at all. <laughs> Christ gives you the strength to do the things that you need to do to glorify his name. Mm. Not that you want to do, which is, oh, I want to go on the moon. Wh- why? <laughs> you just don't. But like, say that is your goal, right? You'll have peace whether you make it to the moon or not because you understand if I make it there, that was God's will. That was God's purpose for me. And if you don't, God's not ready for me to do that yet. Mm. And you can be not complacent but comfortable with where God has you. And a lot of people don't understand that, that that verse is not you're just the strongest, mightiest person because of God. But you can be okay with collecting everything because God told you to or literally having nothing because God told you to. Mm. What do you think people just naturally go through the, no, 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 God is just giving me those nice steroids to do everything? God wouldn't give you steroids. He wouldn't give you something to purposely destroy your body. Mm. Okay. do that metaphorical protein shakes. Why do people think that God is actually trying to tell them like, yeah, no, you could do anything through me. Like, why are they taking that approach to it instead of like the revised verse that you just said? They don't know the context behind the verse. What's the context? Paul is writing the Philippians in a jail. Okay. Handcuffed one arm to the wall. And he's just writing. People don't understand that like he's sitting in jail. And the one thing that he's worried about is not how he's getting out. Not how people are doing on the outside, but the fact that he wants to reach people and give them the gospel because he's in, he's at peace. You would think you're in jail, one arm tied up, that like you're struggling, but like his joy is writing to God, God's people and like helping God's people. Mm. That's why even no matter where you are, you can be at peace because it's God's will for you to be there. And like that's where true peace comes from. Because mm. like can you imagine you in jail writing letter to God's people? No, you, you just wouldn't be doing that. Me or you would not be doing that. We'd be trying to, how am I getting now? How are my parents doing? Stuff like that. But he's sitting here having the most peace, the most joy in his heart because that's where God wants him to be. Mm. What's some of the craziest verses that you've ever had, heard or read? Um, is this cheating? Yeah. I don't know. God, uh, you don't need to memorize Let things. Me just see. Nah, you do need to memorize them. Because <laughs> memorizing them off the dome be crazy. Um, <laughs> First John, First John two nineteen. I had read the the New Testament um, first semester, finished it like the first week of J term. But First John two nineteen, um, where is it? Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Let me read it. Yeah. All right, First John two nineteen. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us. They would have remained with us, but they're going so that none of them belong to us. Yeah. What that's, does that mean? That's my favorite one. Um, I don't know. Is that I, like I the. I might be interpreting this wrong, but it's. This is like the classic if they would, they, if they if they wanted to, they would have. Yeah. But since they didn't, they don't want to. Pretty much. That seems kind of spiteful. I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> and like. I, I related to it a lot because I have friends that I try to pursue and like bring them to salt, bring them to groups, stuff like that. And it's like, if they wanted to, they would, simple as that. 
you know, not saying I'm going to give up on you because I'm not, but like I'm going to pursue them and be there for them. But like, I can't beat myself up over the fact that they don't want to be saved because truthfully, not everyone wants to be saved. Not everyone can be saved. And like, I can be at peace with that. I can be not okay. Or I can be okay with that. And like, you know, that's God's plan. Mm -hmm. People are going to do what people want to do. You know, just like I was talking to you about earlier. Um, sometimes you have to step back a little bit and see what people would rather do. Mm. And like that's where the true colors are. And like, that's just what they have planned for their life. Like, and yeah. So it's more about uh, giving you the leeway to just like let God be God. Literally, because mm. that that's God's plan. God, you're you're predestined from birth. Like, things are gonna happen the way they happen, and I have to just be okay with letting God be God. Mm. And it takes the human out of me and glorifies God and like his plan is going to happen no matter what. Mm. Like no matter how many times I invite this person, God reigns supreme over it and it's going to happen because God wants it to happen. Mm. I feel that. I feel that. What yeah, is stopping yeah. you from like really like falling into that and like truly believing it? Um, Because the more you worry and stress, which is a sin, or not stress, but Worrying is a sin. The more you worry, why is that a is, sin? Um, I tell you, because the more you worry is showing the lack of faith you have in God mm. and how He works. So if I'm worrying all the time and I'm like, "Where is God at? Where is God at?" It's me questioning God, God's power, and who He really is, mm. which is like the greatest. So why would I worry or why would I stress about anything when God, when I know God got it? Mm. Yeah, mm. it takes away from who God is takes the authority away from who he is. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about it? About what? That verse, First John 2, 19. Mm. I feel like it's a heavy emphasis on just peace. Um, there's really not too many things that give you the opportunity to just be like, you know what? If you want to behave in this manner, go ahead and behave in this manner. It's no longer my fault. Yeah. And that piece of is no longer my fault. I feel like it resonates a lot with people because mm. it's like, especially like for, for the example, um, we've heard the, the saying where it's like, uh, I'm going to bush it. I, oh, I'm going to bush this one bad. It's like <laughs> the, the poor man, um, actually. Mm, the hardworking man breeds um, lazy. Oh. La you know yeah. what? Uh, everyone just take a break. Hold yeah. on. Mm. No, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, Where the rich man breeds lazy kids. Yeah. Yeah. Man makes. Yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. Should I clap? Uh. Hmm. So, how are you enjoying yourself? Yeah. Hmm. Breeds. Breeds time. Hey. Uh, it's kind of like the saying of uh, hard time creates strong men. Strong men create good times, and good times create weak men, and weak men create the hard times in a yeah. sense creating the cyclical emotion of it um the reason why i bring that up it's super hard to look towards 
like, for example, your brother and be like, you are burning down the empire that my father has built by being by behaving in this manner. And it's super easy for you to beat yourself up over what your siblings are doing. Mm -hmm. But with um, what a saying like that, it kind of helps people like realize that you are not your brother. You don't control everything in this life. So trying to control everything in this life will only bring you sad. It will only bring you upset times. And yeah, that's I feel that's like the overarching theme of it. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That is a good take. Uh, I, I find it so uh, difficult when people have just like useless brothers and they're just like trying their best to just like put their people on, but it's just like their people just don't want to get put on. They want you to carry them to where you're going. And I just can't do that. I, I, I just can't. I don't have it in me. you know whose job that is? <laughs> your own. And in, in, in this world, it's your father's job to do it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give it over to my father. It's, like, it's just I can't do it no more. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and, it, and it really does humble you to be like, no, I'm not God. I can't save you. Only he can save you. And mm. if you don't want to be saved, nothing to do with me. That's, that's just There's nothing to do with me. You know, I still love you. I still care for you. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm still going to be there for you. But, like, mm. I just have to remove myself from that role. Do you have to hold that tight, especially being a social worker, since you're kind of, like, the brother of all these kids? Nah, yeah. Mm. It's hard. And that's where the patience comes into. That that gift from God, that strength from God to just lean in a little deeper and love a little harder. Mm. Like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, when it's hard to love these these kids because, like, you know what the right answer is. You know what they're supposed to be doing. And they will literally turn around and do the complete opposite. Mm. Like I watched the kid. I told him, like, yo, go to class. Stay in class. He's like, bet, I got you. I turn around, you know, walk away. He go, like, I, I watch him walk into class. I turn around. I hear the door open again. He's in the hallway. It's like, dude, what did I literally just tell you? Like, Why'd he t- why, why was he outside? It's just so he can go in the hallways. What's, so, what's going on in class that he needs to joke like this? <laughs> and that's where you get to the bottom issue where it's like, why can't you be in class? That's where you lean in harder. Why can't you be in class? Why don't you want to be in class? What makes it difficult to be in class? Mm. And like having those hard conversations because like it's easy to be like, you know what? I'm done. Mm. Like I walked you to class. You don't want to be in there. I can't do nothing extra. Where it's like the Christian response is to, okay, let me sit down with <laughs> nah, you. Spin. Nah, I can't let that slide, yeah, let's bro. Let's figure out why you can't be in that class. Let's figure out ways to help you be in that class. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. Have you ever had, like, have you ever seen um, a kid try and pull the whole, like, hood, the hood dude thing, especially being in, a, in an area like a predominantly white suburban town? Like my second week at Blaine. <laughs> um, couple of kids. What do you mean? There's a couple of kids um, mm. from Chicago, mm. and they're at Blaine. You know, you know they stand out because they dress a little different. They talk a little different. <laughs> it's like okay, like I know you're from Chicago. That's cool. Mm. And I was talking to them, and they are both from Minnesota originally. They just went to Chicago for a couple summers and then came back, and they're talking crazy to teachers, talking crazy to other students. You know the the whole nine. Mm. And I'm talking to them. And I just put it bluntly because sometimes they just need to hear it. I'm like, if you were that tough, as tough as you portray yourself to be, you would still be in Chicago. The reason you are not is because your parents wanted a better life for you, a better environment for you, and quite frankly, because you weren't like that there. So don't try to be like that here because you're not. And How do they take it? 
failing grades. Now they're getting A's and B's. I'm not saying this because of me. Like, God willing, that's what he had planned. I hope it was because of me. (laughs) But, like, they locked in. Like, you're just, you're not that guy. Yeah. You're, you don't have to be that guy. <laughs> they put you here so you wouldn't have you're, to look like that no more. You're not supposed to be that guy? Like, bro, going from Chicago to the the second richest neighborhood in and the district, so, yeah, no. you're you're safe, bro. We're right you're next good. to Wyzetta, bro. Please yeah, breathe, good, bro. bro. You're 30 minutes away from the Mall of America, bro. <laughs> you're safe. You're good. No, that's, that's always an interesting thing because every time, like, I've met, like, a quote-unquote, like, hood dude in my life, it always makes me think because of like I've actually met hood dudes in my life, yes. and I know the way people like actually move, and the fact that people will go out of their way to like have this bravado or just like up it, just like get like just be super aggravated all the time. I feel like you're just behaving in the way that the media is trying to tell you. This is what like quote unquote hood dudes behave. The only people that are fascinated with the hood are the ones that have never lived that life. So if you see a dude that's overly eager. To brag about the hood, <laughs> just know he's never been there before. He's never had to wake up like that before, bro. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my first time actually being a hood dude was actually pretty interesting. It was actually pretty interesting. Oh, he was always upset. <laughs> he, was, he was always upset. If I had to wake up <laughs> with roaches in my in my place and I didn't have no hot water, I would personally be mad too. Like, bro, he hit me with, he was like, bro, I have, like, eight siblings in this one-person apartment. There's just not no space. There's just not, there's just not nothing, bro. And it really put in perspective the way how people can just, like, live their life and the different backgrounds that people just naturally just come from. Literally. And the fact that a lot of people just don't even have enough interaction with other types of background, it's easy for you to just think of people as caricatures and just move from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking to my dad about this a lot because he grew up in the same type of situation where he had 10 siblings in one house where it was like and I'm out a two-bedroom house. Bro, it made me really sit back and be like, wow, and I'm out here complaining because I have to share a room with my brother. Literally. Imagine, but Literally. continue. I'm just talking about like how he grew up where they had to make powdered milk where after they finished their cereal, they had to put it back in the jar so they could save it for the next day. Like, It made me... I can't say back then, because, like, back then when I was a kid, like... I don't care about none of that. Okay. <laughs> but, like, now I can, like, I'm a lot more grateful for the things I do have and, like, the times I get to cherish with both of my parents, because, like, neither one of them, quite frankly, is supposed to make it out of that situation, let alone get us to the suburbs and... Making the type of money they make it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, that's just not supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, not saying I live in mega mansions, but, like, it's a lot better than what my parents were at and where they were supposed to be. Cause mm-hmm. neither one of them were supposed to make it from where they made it from. Mm-hmm. So like just being grateful for that and like, bro, so many people take that for granted. Like the fact that your parents moved you out of Chicago to the suburbs to Blaine is a testament to like how great life is and how great God is in putting you in that position to succeed and like how much he cares about you to make sure you made it out. Mm-hmm. And you still want to do the exact opposite. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's almost, it's almost like talking to, like, friends of mine or people in my group where it's like, you go to St. Thomas, yeah, you're, you want to go outside, you want to go party, you want to have, like, the college lifestyle, but, like, what does that do for you? You're going backwards. The same way you're, you're in Blaine, 
you you you're safe and bling, but you want to go back to the lifestyle that offers you nothing. Mm. What is the point of that? Like, I'm not saying I don't get it. I understand it completely because like, those are lives that seem fun, or like that's all the lives you know, or like that's what everyone else is doing. So why not do it? But like, why don't you be different? Mm. Like from the college student, why don't you be different and go follow Christ and like have a more fulfilling life? For the kid that is in Blaine that wants to be back in Chicago, why don't you be different and be something greater? Because if you talk to dudes that are from the hood, none of them want to be there. Mm. They always congratulate the dude that made it out because they want to be the dude that made it out. Like, <laughs> crazy example, but John Morant. <laughs> why do you want to be like that? <laughs> Your homies are hanging around you because their life is better when they're around you. They're around more money, they're around more opportunities because of you. Why do you want to <laughs> ruin it for everybody? <laughs> Like Miles Bridges, why do you want to do a Ah, so like the craziest of bad. Like you made it, you, you made won, it, bro. You made life like you won to go back to nothing or to lose it all mm. because you want to be a GTA character. Mm. If you want to be a GTA character so bad, bro, I promise you, go just go play the game. Just go play the game, bro. You know what? Ah, ah, you you bring up an interesting dilemma. I was going to eventually get here, but you know what? I'm glad we're here. Nah, I know I did a nice segue. I'm uh, I mean, the correlation, I feel like that's that's kind of wild to, to correlate being, being a hood nigga and, and being a... But it's, it's, the, it's the principle of why live two separate lives when you could just live one life that already has you a promised goal of being better. Mm-hmm. I mean... We're we're giving the assumption that, that the folks that we're talking about actually believe in God, right? That's yeah. the assumption. Oh, okay, bad, bad, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, because anything else is kind of like forcing <laughs> it, not forcing it. I've enjoyed my life, bro. Please. Pops told me not to force it, so I'm not gonna do that. Oh God, oh God. Huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, who? Almost locked out. We have the other point. We have the point. We have the point. Um, I feel like. One thing a lot of people will miss out on if they do follow that type of life, I wouldn't just say that they're missing out on the joys of like the little small things of life, but I'll say like when they get older, it doesn't make the same, it wouldn't make sense for them to like do the things that they can do while they're young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing this one post where this girl was like, Let me hold while I'm young because this is the best I'm ever gonna look. Let me live my life. <laughs> This is the most fun I'm going to have in this type of context mm-hmm. ever, especially if like for a lot of people from that go to college where they end up going and living this normal, regular life where it's like not where they're trying to like make content or anything like that. There's going to be like a secretary or just like be a calm, like um, communications person that just like sends emails all day. Mm-hmm. Where their life just becomes a drag the longer they live. Mm. Where having the chance to live all these different opportunities, meet all these different people, it's not so much, um, I don't think it's you spinning in God's face, basically, by you going out and you enjoying life and doing whatever. The reason why it is, and Mm. this is the context of you say you're a Christian, Mm. you can't walk the walk, or you can't talk the talk and not walk the walk. Mm. So if you are a Christian and you believe everything in the Bible is true, which you have to if you're a Christian, then you would know that hoeing while you're young is a slap in God's face. Mm. He didn't create your body for that. He didn't have your purpose was not to do that. That in no way glorifies 
God's um, plan for you. It, it doesn't glorify God at all. Like it does the exact opposite. Now imagine you are a Christian and you do look stunning. You look beautiful and you spend your time in God's word, in God's community, in the church. How much stronger does that make you look instead of doing what everyone else is doing? Mm. It makes you look crazy. Like it makes you look like set apart like you're supposed to be. I want to follow that person because you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Mm. Just off of not even taking me out of the, the Christian role that I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just an innocent bystander. I want to know why you're not doing that. I want to know why whenever Saturdays come around, whenever people are outside, you're inside reading your Bible. Why? What's so important about that? Or the, the athlete who just had four touchdowns in one game. Most times, they're going to go outside and do what? Party, live it up, celebrate with their team. Mm-hmm. I want to know why you're at church worshiping Jesus right after. Mm. What makes you want to do that? Because mm. you're called to, you're supposed to. Nothing you do is for your glory, ever. Mm. Everything you do is for God's glory because he put you there for a reason. It's nothing to do with you. You matter. The reason he has you here is because you matter. He loves you. He cares about you. But you're not the point, ever. Mm. It's not about you. It's about him. Mm. Did he put you there? Yes. We're vessels. We're, we're lights to shine in the darkness where no one, nothing else shines. Mm. But it's not about you. It's ultimately for his glory. Mm. Mm. And if you're a Christian, living both of those lifestyles will only lead you to death. Because either you're in or you're out. Mm. And that's not coming from a place of being judgmental or talking down on it. Because I'm guilty of it. Mm. Like me personally, I'm guilty of trying to live both lifestyles. Doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Still to this day, like I'm not perfect. I never called myself to be perfect, but I'm saved. I know what God has planned for me. I know what God wants me to do. Do I fall short? All the time. All the time. Every day I fall short. And I'm not calling people out. I'm not saying that what you're doing is just, uh, like I'm coming at you. But I'm letting you know that I've lived the lifestyle of going out, doing all this. And it was more depressing. And I was sad. Then I met God. And he saved me from that. And he showed me a better lifestyle where people truly care about you. People truly sit down and have those meaningful conversations. People truly want to see the best in you versus, oh, I'm only your friend because we go out and drink together. Mm. Like, there's so many people I don't talk to anymore because I don't live that life anymore. And there's so many more people that I talk to now because I gave my life to Christ. And they want to see me be the best person I can be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. First, I'm, let me touch on community first. Um. Would you be cool with those same people to the extent that you were if you weren't um, as strong in your faith? What do you mean? Like, do you think you'd be kicking it as much as you do with, like, the folks that you... Um, like, people from Salt Church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. Okay, okay. Not at all. So, it's not the quote-unquote friendships that's pulling y'all together. It's the fact that y'all have this thing in common of, of God, right? Yeah. Okay, then what's... And, I th- and it's not just, like, just because of God, but... God makes you s- want to yeah. actually care about the person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's move over to the to the partying. Do you think that's like the main thing that's holding people together? What partying? Yeah, like let's say like actual true friends. To some extent. Okay. Because if we're not hanging out, like this is my like for me personally, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm not seeing these guys or these people unless I'm at some type of type of function or I'm at some type of party or I'm at some type of bar. 
Mm. Like I don't see you throughout the week unless it's here. Mm. Or like you don't ask me to hang out unless it's to go out. Mm. Versus it doesn't matter what time of day it is, I know David or Butts will pick up the phone and talk to me mm. and like sit down and understand what's going on. Mm. Versus, well, you only hit me up to go drink. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, because that's one of the things that I've been I've been like noticing like heavy. Um, especially when I started like trying to force myself to make like better true friendships mm-hmm. where it's not just centered around oh yeah let's go hit uh blarneys or plums or yeah. whatever the mug right you get more enjoyment when you're able to like go thrifting on a random day with your homies type yep. of thing when it's not always just drinking and i feel like friendships especially like nowadays and this like time since there's just so many people that the only thing that you can do that will draw everybody together is to go drink right yeah. so i feel like the problem is the thing that you people are wanting to the thing that people are censoring their uh, community around is just partying and well not even just partying because you can party without like getting ODT'd Mm -hmm. it's they're centering around just literally like drinking to the extent that they are right so if they were to like change it into like no I'm centering our communion around our just like true friendship of talking about like who we are and aspects of ourselves, like actually diving deep, I feel like that would actually like fix a lot of people's like community as a whole. Cause I feel like that's one of the things that people like just sprint towards religion uh, to do is like, oh yeah, no, this religion thing will always keep me in community with these people no matter what happens. And especially with the context of, of, of religion, like for example, Christianity, uh, I remember I was talking to you about this uh, before where like it literally just sets you up to have the perfect life if you just like follow the Bible for real. Mm-hmm. Where and now since you can correlate those two those two things together, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is literally just the perfect thing for, for people to do. Where they are just like reading all the time and they're all just like removing alcohol and drugs from their system because that's just bad. They're not just randomly hooking up with like random people just for the sake of hooking up with random people because society calls it cool. They're able to just like genuinely grow within themselves right and then let me move on to um the thing that you said um earlier of like living both lives i don't know if it's just because we're in college at this moment where there's such an emphasis on drinking and on and those type of things but do you think um god will still spit in your face if you aren't drinking, you're not having sex with random people, you're not doing all these like just crazy things, quote unquote, that, that God doesn't want you to do if you're just like, would God still spit in your face if you're not doing those things, but it's not quote unquote for God or for Jesus at What least. do you mean? Like humble you? Uh, no, 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 no. Like, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, no, you literally go to hell because like, even I'm, if, so like, say, take drinking, having sex, all that out of the Yeah, you, you drop, you drop all that stuff and you're still sitting in meaningful community and stuff of that nature you're still going to church you're still doing all that but, but you're it's still like sinning. i wouldn't say i mean yes you are sinning because everything damn near is a sin yeah. but um but you're more conscious of the things that you can control i mean if you're not for if you're not repenting if you're not talking to god if you're not well like you could still live a prideful life and like everything's about you and call yourself a Christian mm. still a sin and if you're not repenting and you're not actively trying to change that yeah he, he can mm-hmm. I mean I'm not God I don't know what what he's gonna do but like off the Bible that I've read off his word 
if you're not repenting, then how can he forgive you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Ah. I really, if there's one thing, I really, I want to see how God is like gonna scale us, like if he's gonna be like just awesome, like check mark shit, or or like is he gonna like really like deep dive through everything, or is he gonna be like you know what, bro, I don't care for real, <laughs> come come do jokes type of type one of thing. thing. That I've read too is how you judge people is how he judges you. Mm. So if I'm sitting there condemning you or cussing you because you're going out all the time. Instead of loving you, because the, the strongest commandment is to love. Okay. Right? So, it's not in my business what you do, but I'm going to love for you and care for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't mean I'm not going to be like, yo, you probably shouldn't be doing this, because that's just true. You probably shouldn't be doing this. If I'm your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ, I'm supposed to call you out on your BS like, yo, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to live this way. That's just the truth of the matter. You can say that straight up. It's not judging you, because it's coming from a place of love and wanting you to do better. But... If I judge you for it, God will judge me in the same way where well, you do this and this. There was, there's a saying in the Bible, um, how can you talk about um, a splinter or a plank in someone's finger when you have a plank in your eye? Mm. Worry about you. Mm-hmm. Work mm-hmm. on you first before mm-hmm. you come at anyone, mm-hmm. right? Which is why you just don't judge. You hold each other accountable. Yo, I'm struggling with this. What should I do? Okay, well, let's do this, this, and this. Versus man, you're bad at this. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is terrible. What's wrong with you? Bro, I just watched you kill somebody yesterday. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, that's that's where it comes from, where it's like, worry about you and what you can control first. Mm, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. All right. Do so you have any closing things you want to you wanna hit on? There was something that you said at the end that I wanted to touch on. Oh, okay. I forgot what it was, though. Living both lives, Before living in that. community. The community is oh, centered around the wrong things. Okay, it's continue. not that I'm friends with these people because we go to church. Mm-hmm. It's because what the Bible, community, and church has taught me about how to actually have friends, right? Mm. And me saying that if out of the context of church, I probably wouldn't be friends with these people, I wouldn't have been simply because I wasn't. Okay. But like, for me to want a better life for myself, I desired to be better and do better. It just so happened that God put these people in my life. Uh-huh. Right. Where at first it was, I desired to drink and to to do these things that I shouldn't be doing. So I had those people in my life that would help me do that. But for me wanting to grow in my faith, I had to switch my friend group. I had to be around people that wanted the same goal I wanted. It's mm-hmm. not because, oh, now that I'm a Christian, I just have these friends and it's just I'm set up for this life. It's the fact that I desired to be closer to God. And this was the way to do it because it wasn't going to be. I'm reading my Bible, then I go to Plums and try to make community. That's just, realistically, they're going to look at you crazy. Mm. I mean, you probably could, but, like, the odds of it actually being true and real is slim to none. Mm. Versus, I read my Bible, then I go to Saul, and I meet new people there that have, yeah, they have the same desire, but, like, it's for the betterment of my life and their lives to get closer to God. That's interesting. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Yeah. Uh, That's so interesting, because I personally don't feel like you can make, like, true, genuine friends going to the same bar that you're going to do like all the time right you just can't i feel like you could make friends with people if like for example i was like you know what i'm just gonna go i'm gonna travel to germany right now and i'm just gonna go to a random bar and just like meet hella people and just like do whatever right i feel like you could do that because it's such like a new place Mm -hmm. and you haven't like set yourself in a routine of what you want from that area in comparison to like going to plums i feel like it's more like oh 
a robotic stationary work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's funny. I went to <laughs> I went to Plums um on Saturday. And when I tell you I had the most fun at the last 15 minutes because they turned off the music, half of the people left, and it was literally just like a way smaller group. Ah. You desire to be more intimate with people. It was, ah, it was, it was up. It was That's so why up. it's like, why am I going outside if I want to be intimate with people? <laughs> when I know the place I'm going to is not the place for that. Versus <laughs> I'm going to go to church to be more intimate with people because these people actually want to be intimate. Mm. If they didn't, if if people wanted to be intimate, they wouldn't be going to clubs. Yeah. Like it's just that's you know it. Personal plum plum just might be a bad organization, but you know what? Ah. They all are. <laughs> hey, go to Salt on Thursday. Come this Thursday. I don't know when this episode is gonna be uploaded, but I know there's gonna be a Thursday where you're free. Slide slide slide. Doopadopper. is crazy. I have one. It's the sixteenth. Ah, pull up next week. You'll see it next week.